This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Welcome to We're Not Fine. I'm Dr. Talia Jackson. And I'm Doug Jensen. We thank you for listening every week to our deep and thought-provoking conversations about relationships. Hi, everybody. Well, hello, and hello to you, Talia. Doug, I have aged 30 years in the last week and a half. How about you? (laughs) Well, now we're the same age then. So I'm glad you've caught up to me. Is it like Uh, Dorian Gray? Like the older I get, the younger you get? (laughs) I do like that idea. There was also that show with, I think, Brad Pitt where he became less and less. Oh, was that Benjamin Button? It was. No, I don't feel like Benjamin Buttons. I do feel like Doug the um, podcaster without a country. Oh, displaced, lost, and confused. You guys, like, I feel like if we were a normal podcast, which we kind of tried to be last week a little bit, being like, oh my gosh, quick pivot. You don't need to know what's going on, but here we are introducing (laughs) you to our new producer. Well, early April Fool's Day, everybody. Joke is on us. Right. That didn't end up happening. And so we have been going through so many ups and downs, um, falling in love, breaking up. I feel like I have a whole new empathy for people like dating online. Um, But we really want to be transparent and honest and tell you what the F has been happening (laughs) in our podcast. You know, and I I certainly have received messages both from in my personal and professional life trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, the bottom line, guys, is that sometimes things don't work out despite your best intentions. Um, So as all of you are aware, we've had uh, one producer that was sticking with us for the first several months of our podcast. We then had one uh, for a few days. And now (laughs) Tali and I have to use your word, pivoted, and we have this amazing new tech guy who is going to help us edit and keep things going because we are dedicated and committed to making sure that our listeners and our viewers get something every week from the We Are Not Fine podcast. And I'll tell you, though, I mean, Talia, as you and I have talked about many times, like how you manage change, how you manage especially abrupt change, um, I, you know, I'm not going to even mince words that you went through hell last Monday trying to figure out how to get an episode online. And thank you to all of the supports we've had to make that happen. And we hope to keep things as continuous as possible. I think it's going to be good. But it does mean like we're still adjusting to a new thing. And I want to thank all of our listeners from the bottoms of our hearts, you know, for your loyalty and for even noticing like immediately there wasn't a YouTube video on right away. So people were like, where is that? We... I, I just want to say we don't have a website right now, but yeah. it's coming. 
it's we're coming. not fine. Everything. It's like we learned more than we ever wanted to know about changing domain names and websites and logins and passwords. And yeah, oh my goodness. And we were just drowning in it, which yeah. I have to say that, yeah, last Monday I did shed a few tears and I called <laughs> around and I tried to figure out. I know actually what happened was I was like, fuck this dog. I think this is over. I think we're done. This is too hard. I'm, I'm hanging up my hat. I'm retiring. And you, my dear friend said, no, we're going to keep going. Hell no. We're going to keep going. We're just going to find someone else to help us. And then I ended up reaching out to this recording studio, Uptown podcasting and Dave, who was the owner um, heard my whimpery, scraggly, desperate voice. And he, I told him the story and he felt so sorry for us. He literally stayed on the phone with me for two and a half hours, just telling me how to use, get this Dropbox, how to like find the recordings, log in, bring them to a shared Dropbox, send it to our new best friend, Dave. And all Dave wanted was a shout out not on our podcast because i think he was like but you have one person less no we are we actually have what five thousand we we're going places you guys but dave just wanted a google review and if oh. anyone knows a cute jewish girl um he's in he's interested so thank you dave we'll never forget you in that time of despair dave i did not have a chance to actually engage with you in any way because the news of not having some support came in the middle of my nine patient appointments that day. So I did not think about it much, but I did see your desperation. I think your text was more like, we either hang this up or we stop for a month or six, I think right. was your comment. Yep. Uh -huh. um, and I'm like, fuck no, uh, we're gonna keep going and we're gonna keep doing this because resiliency is the word, but I wanna keep going That's on right. the support. So. You know, luckily, I have uh, an amazing daughter who is connected to people through Hollywood and through her experience as a colorist. She's so fancy. Yeah. And she, uh, she has a long time ago referred me to an amazing, I want to call him a technical wizard by the she, name of Alex, who is our new tech guy. He He's is also, by the wizard. way, clearly transitioned into giving us beautiful feedback that falls into the producer category. So we are so delighted to have Alex with us. Alex will be editing this. We checked with him this morning to make sure that somehow this was recording and he has given us that. But you know, we didn't have a website and Alex, I'm not sure how you do this, but you like magically find the pages somewhere on this uh, interweb. Um, and I don't know how that happens, but I'm grateful. I don't know. He knows Natalia, how to do things. And right now by, we, we don't have a website, nor do we have an it's email, but it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So hold steady. We're going to be right back on the We're Not Fine bandwagon with all. It's going to be upgraded 2.0. But yeah. And let me just say, I mean, there's two things about that. The We're Not Fine .com, It will be back up and running soon. We're having some struggle with them. I think it's called a host. Um, we're having some struggles with some technical issues, but Alex is on the job. Number two, the interesting thing, Talia, that both you and I probably experience is like when you get, 
when you feel like um, something didn't go well, and whether that's for all legitimate reasons or not, you kind of have this mm. sense of like, how do I trust again? How do I engage again? How do I put myself out there with someone? And, you know, I've worked with Alex on my website now for years, but he was new for you. And I'm like, we got to get Alex on our website as our, you know, editor producer person. And you're like, okay, I got to, I got to let this sit in a little bit because trusting, which is why we're bringing this up. You know, it's kind of like, as you've put it, Talia, it's kind of like a breakup, right? And so we're kind of figuring out how to like engage again and add somebody to our our grouping. I will also say, I just want to, you know, really thank everyone for these first several months. I think we have 30 some episodes out there. People have been very, uh, I want to say gracious about their feedback. Like, should there be a third person on here? Should there not be a third person? Is it mostly beneficial to have just you and I on this podcast, which that's kind of been the majority of what we've gotten for feedback. So we are listening to you and we're grateful. And if you have continued fee- continuous feedback as we get to 2.0. We welcome it. And by the way, Talia and I both have Instacarts. I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's yes. Instagrams. Maybe yeah. that's how you guys Instagrams. can get a hold of us too. So yep. Yep. DR Talia Jackson is mine, like Dr. Talia Jackson I think on Insta. Is, I think mine is Douglas L. Jensen. I don't. Yeah, that sounds right. Does it sound right? But That's... we can't tell you how much we adore the feedback. We want your questions. We want your comments. We want your relationship problems. We want everything because that is what keeps us going and that's what gives us life. And yes, Doug, like you were saying, I literally, we've, I've aged 30 years. I went through all of the (laughs) stages of grief, right? Like denial. I remember for a moment there, I was like, but that's not what the psychic said was going to happen. Like, so we let go of one and the other fired us and because we're we're complicated and i don't know it could have been the it part it could have been that i smelled onion breath from our salad that we ate and that doesn't bother me so much so feel free (laughs) to continue to have curry breath Um, whatever it was and i also i think we're both on the same page about this talia i'm incredibly grateful to those experiences. One of the things that I mm-hmm. oftentimes think about relationships, right, is that no matter how things come to where they are, they needed to happen in order for us to be where we are. You know, all of the relationships that I've had with different people in my life have gotten me to where I am today, which is a good place. And hopefully we live and we learn. And I just want to say thank you to those two people who were in our lives um, and welcome Alex, because I think we wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't know what we knew today. You wouldn't be 30 years older if it weren't for those experiences. So, (laughs) Well, good thing for under eye bag repair. Yeah. You're like, you're like 40 now. (laughs) Now I'm like, I'm going backwards in time. It's true. I mean, there's nothing more important, I think, than resilience and an ability to, because I was pretty down and in the depths of despair for a while. Right. So I was feeling all the feelings and the point is, is we do have some choices in there. I was, I did lose faith in my own judgment of humans. I lost faith in humans. I lost faith in relationships. And I was stuck in this place of like, it's so hard. It's never going to work. Nothing is working. Why is it so impossible? And 
it really is important to notice that there's a choice to make in there that you can either be highlighting all of what's going wrong or mourn and then yeah. open your eyes and see all of the possibilities that lie ahead which might mean extra work extra research but to regain that faith in yourself and faith in humanity that it will happen if you want it to happen i'm all about law of attraction and abundance mentality that both my work husband and my home husband roll their eyes at me every time i say abundance i actually just closed one of my eyes i saw you twitch i twitch <laughs> I don't know if it was a real twitch, but yes. Yeah, you know, that's not generally what, you know, I use for terminology, but I appreciate that you do. And I appreciate that that keeps you going, Talia. You know, the reason why this is even important to talk about, aside from clarifying why there's been changes to our podcast, why the YouTube was hard to get on last week, all that sort of thing, like why we don't have a website. We just wanted to acknowledge that for everybody. But... The bigger piece here is, you know, one of the things that Talia and I do and we did with each other as well as I did with some of my closest supports. Um, I had a lot of friends I talked to about it. I was actually in Chicago um, for my younger's birthday weekend last weekend. And so I was able to process with my friends there. The thing that I'm struck by is like how we adjust to change, how we manage change. What are, you know, going back to your comment, Talia, about grief, like anytime there's a change in your job, relationship, co-workers, you know, anytime there's been a disruption in, in, in any way, shape or form, like while even the change might be good and it might give you new opportunities, there's always loss. I, and, and for me, I will tell you, I crave certainty. Like mm. I crave stability. I, as my dearest friends in my inner circle know, I will do anything for you at any time. If you need me to fly abroad tomorrow, I will be there. Um, because I am, I am, I am someone who so values my chosen family and the people that are in my life that way. I have called on them throughout my life when I've needed them. So I think that loyalty factor for me is so profound that I don't respond well with change, right? Because I expect like people have the same point of view as me, like how to how to go about that. And mm -hmm. I think how things have been communicated has not been ideal. So I find myself kind of thinking this is a learning experience every single time for all parties involved. But you can either, as you said, you can either pick up and I don't I don't want to go bootstraps, but you can either decide, like, what can I control here and what do I need to let go of? That's one of the best ways of managing stress and managing change is to let go of those things you can't control. I do want to say, though, you know, I'm somebody who believes so strongly in feelings expression, mm. like get it out. If you're angry, be angry. If you're pissed off, be pissed off. If you're sad, be sad. Like experience all those things because we've had so many conversations about grief on this podcast and it's important to let yourself have that emotion. So, Do you know what's so interesting, Doug, about what you just said? And I think maybe me. important to talk about yes. that, you know, you... So we've been doing this since August, right? I can't do the math, right? but it, I feel like that's a while. Yeah, since August. And I remember, I mean, all of those times that I was feeling unhappy or stifled or really desperate for you to just be like, okay, let's just, we can do this. We can do this on our own, right? Come with me. We could do it. And then I remember you were really not wanting the change because you felt like the uncertainty um, even when I was saying like, okay, okay, I can do this for now. 
I remember that every time I would tell you for now. <laughs> you said that a lot. Yes, because what I was desperately needing was this feeling of clear skies ahead, freedom. I don't enjoy being managed, stifled, restricted, all of the feelings that maybe come with this feeling of having a boss, which I was fighting against because... I've been working on my own for 20 years and I love not having a boss. I don't do very well with that dynamic possibly and that I'm owning some of that. But I remember like when I would say, okay, I can handle this for now, you would get really twitchy. And when you were wanting me to say, okay, I'm all in for as long as it takes. And I couldn't say that and you couldn't say, all right, let's just go with it. Let's risk it all and see what happens. But that's what ended up happening anyway. And you're the one that encouraged me to get back on the horse that kicked me off, stomped on me, chewed me up, spit me out. While while I will <laughs> apologize to our listeners and viewers for making this about us this time, I mean, Talia, it's been this sort we of did. nice teeter-totter. When you're up and you're like, the motivational speaker of the two of us and I wasn't on that same page. And then it right. kind of shifted the other direction. And to be honest, I think yes. we're both equally committed now and we're both deciding kind of like, what is this new version? And I will tell you, we're not done yet. I think Alex is our solid, solid, amazingly yes. professional and competent new addition, but we also need something else. And we're going to figure out kind of where that goes because, you know, we are not, we are good. I've said from the very beginning, which is not great. Like, I just want to show up and talk. So tell me what microphones or headphones to wear. Tell me how this works. And I will show up and talk because that's what I do for a living. I'm not technical. I don't want to be creative. I'm not creative. Luckily, I have children who are creative to take care of that for me. (laughs) I can decorate my house and I can like decide what sectional to get or what paint to put on the walls. But uh, of course, with the incredible support and guidance of my friend, Jeff, who's my contractor. But, but uh, I got... you always help me pick out earrings to go I with always... my outfit. <laughs> you know, so it's you interesting to tell you, you literally walk in and I'm like, I, I got it. Like, I love obvious. this navy and blue. It's obvious. It's obvious to me, right? So I really think, I mean, there's something to be said also about our friendship, my dear, because we yes. have endured some strain because what happens in these triads, by the way, we're kind of exploring what triads mean for the two of us because neither one of us have worked together. You know, we have not worked for somebody. We've not worked with other people in private practice. You're very autonomous and you make your own decisions. So it's been interesting to add a third person who at times has been almost splitting of our connection because we're not always Mm -hmm. on the same page or, you know, whatever it might be. So I think this is a new opportunity to really reevaluate. I all do. Of this. I do think that enduring has been yes. Your word is spot on, and there is something now between the two of us. I do feel yeah. like we've been online, on air podcast spouses. What it's only been eight, nine months, but it really feels like it's been twenty years. Like we used to 
you know, yeah. just hop on and be like, hey, do you want to grab sushi? And, you know, let's have a cocktail and let's talk about life and catch up quarterly. So maybe yeah. like four times a year. And now if I go six hours without talking to you, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, where's Doug? What is he doing? We have to catch up. We have to talk about this. But I do feel like we are back. Like the two of us, my heart is light. I feel like we are where we were when we started in terms of equal footing. We're not battling any other weird dynamics or begging each other to stay or giving each other permission to go. We're just sort of all yep. in. Yep. And the beautiful part about acknowledging the darkness and the despair and the depression or whatever, I mean, it was too quick to be depression, but it felt pretty dark. But I will say that when you're in that dark place, generating new ideas and solutions feels almost impossible. And that is when we need to figure out how to lift ourselves up out of the darkness. Yeah. If that is some external support, people that love you, that remind you who you are, that remind you why you're trying to do what you're doing anyway. Or if you have your own self-soothing techniques reminding you again of who you are at your core and your purpose, um, self-care is so incredibly important in taking care of yourself. And if you've lost faith in yourself or if you have fraud complex, if you're dating and someone ghosts you and you start assuming that it's you, you just need to remember who you are when you're well, because that's who you really are. And whatever you can do to remind yourself of that is important. You know, it's funny about what you just, <laughs> that last part you said, I smiled because when this podcast started, and this is part of where we're at now, like, I, again, I love the feedback our listeners have given us from, honestly, from other countries. Uh, I am so grateful for everyone who's taken us under their wing. We now have had people who we don't know who are saying they're familiar with our podcast. So I'm incredibly grateful this, for this experience. That's what keeps me going. The, the real motivation for doing this was to reach people that otherwise may not have access to either emotional support or guidance on, on relationship <clears throat> issues in their life, etc. But I'll tell you, Talia, and I don't know if you know this, but for a long time at the beginning when it was hard for me to, you know, I like I, I now come in, I put all this stuff on the microphone, <clears throat> the headset, the camera, and I don't think anymore. Like I'm just kind of talking and I'm looking at you and I'm, I'm like having fun with this. You know, we're considering, by the way, our to our viewers, we're considering trying to find a way to keep us in the same room so that we can like feed off of each other. Uh, but for now, this is working. So we're going to keep it going. And but literally we are, I can hear Doug through the wall. We're in <laughs> joining studios. Yeah. Like yep. we're looking at each other, except for that there's a wall between us so that we don't echo. But yeah, now that we have some tech help, Ideally, we're side by side, arm in arm, sharing a cup of coffee, giving each other a hard time, you know, cheers, our baby. huge cheers so to you and to all of our listeners and viewers and to new beginnings. Yep. So same look, same vibe, just hopefully a little sassier. Okay. 
I had to drink to make sure that that toast stuck. Yes. But I want to add your comment about like, remember who you are. So when I was struggling at the beginning to like get out of my comfort level and start recording something and realizing, you know, I'm going to look like I do whatever good or bad on this screen. And we were like putting up these sound these sound panels behind us, um, which was um, also hilarious. They're and it still took falling us... off, by the way. They're still, so... they fall off. Oh my gosh! Yes. But I put a stick it note, a sticky note, whatever they're called, a post it note on my computer next to the where the whatever pad is, um, and it said, "Remember who you are." So I don't know that you've oh ever seen God. that, but I, I taped haven't. it. I taped it to my computer because I'm like, I'm big on affirmations. But I struggled a little bit. Like, Me too. Don't forget who you are, why you're doing this, because I think when we're putting ourselves out there in this vulnerable way, you know, I, I got a lot of feedback on the episode uh, where I disclosed that I don't know how to swim and I was taking swim lessons. Aww. I mean, people were so kind and people were so gracious. Are we <clears> ready for a, an, a mailbag that we are going to start reading to one another? Yes. Yes. And now that I'm looking at it, I can see why it would be really helpful to have a professional who has read it over and knows what they're going to be like, how they're going to be summarizing it. But we're just going to read it exactly as it was written to us. Okay. So here we go. And I don't have it and I don't know what it is. So thank you for finding it or so getting it. So this is what it is. Okay. okay. So this is Brian. Is that his real name? No, I just made it up. That's not okay. his real name because we protect everybody's, everybody's identity. So he says, I could use some advice. Five years and just broke up. So he, this is what he says. My girlfriend and I broke up just yesterday and it felt so sudden. There were no signs of disconnect or arguments or anything leading up to the day. We even made plans to do things this weekend. She's in her last year of med school, so I know studying can be stressful. So if she needed space, I'd give it to her. We've been together nearly five years, and this is the first time I heard her say she wants to grow individually, be her own person instead of relying on others for help, and how lately she's been feeling like she's falling out of love. What hurt me the most was hearing, I love you deep down, but I don't think you're my person. Maybe it's the stress from school that's weighing her down or something. Maybe I'm just choosing not to accept this because we've had gr a great five years together. I feel like I'm a hopeless romantic and I want to do everything I could just to win her back. Is this over for me? I know it's only been one day and I'm a mess trying to understand everything, but any advice would help. Well, Brian... Um, you know, it's interesting because what you and I, Talia, have been talking about on this episode is sort of a breakup. Like right. when something is sudden or unexpected or things happen where you just kind of realize you cannot come back from something. Um, that's kind of what your question is, Brian. And there's something about this. Talia, can you remind me, is there an age of Brian? Um, you know what's interesting? There, there isn't. But so you know what? She's, she's in med school. Well, can we so, guess they're in their late 20s, early 30s? Yeah, we can they're... guess late 20s, which matters because if this happened yeah. to somebody in their 50s versus somebody in their 20s, 
I would say that the developmental pieces are somewhat different. Mm. Um, but I will tell you, and also, you know, med school is a really, really critical thing. I, you know, for everybody I know who's been through med school, my clients, my friends, the reality is that process keeps you so busy and so stressed out and so poor and so isolated, right? That I think the socialization piece can be very tricky to maintain a relationship during something so difficult. In fact, at my in my graduate program, and I probably referenced this on a previous pod, previous podcast, one of my professors the first day talked about half of us would not be in our relationships by the end of the program. Same. Oh my right? gosh, that was also in my grad program. Yep. One of the very first things that our professor ever said is, fifty percent of you are going to outgrow your relationships during this program." And, you know, and that did happen for me. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I'm fully aware that that might be part of it, Brian, what's going on. But I want to say two other things. You know, she's being incredibly articulate. She's being really honest with you. I think that vulnerability is hard. So I appreciate that she's doing this in a clear, kind way. I think for people who are ending relationships, I always tell people, don't ghost. Don't do it abruptly. Let people know as much as you can, as they can about you know, as you're willing to share, I should say, about what's going on for you so that people don't feel like they have immense amounts of unanswered questions going into the next phase. So, Brian, I would say this. Don't lose, you know, kind of like we talked at the beginning, don't lose yourself here. If this is a person that you think is your person, let her know that. Let her know that you're hearing where she's at. Do not feel like you need to coerce or manipulate or anything like that. <clears throat> but it is okay to say, you know what, I think you are my person. And if your circumstances change... Let me know. Like, I think it's really courageous and really bold to be vulnerable at a time like this. But she is letting you know where she's at and you should listen because she is saying, I'm falling out of love with you. I love you, but I don't feel like you're my person. If she's able to extrapolate and go on a little bit more about that, that would be helpful to you. But I don't know that she can. I mean, she's got a lot of stress going on. I don't know, you know, where she's at with her med school or residency or whatnot, but boy, she's got a lot happening. So she may not be clear on some of these things and maybe just cannot tolerate building a relationship at this time. But Brian, the reason why I encourage you to put yourself out there and, you know, let her know, I think you are my person. And if circumstances change for you, let me know. But I also don't think you should wait. I think when somebody tells us they don't want us or we feel like we're not getting what we need from a relationship, we should be looking elsewhere for that and realize and be honest about, you know, what we're feeling. Doug, I love the way that you just said how Brian could say, I really think you are my person. And if your circumstances change, I love that so much. And my initial response, it's funny because this also might be from my most recent sort of producer traumas is that I'm like, well, where's the conversation? Where's the conversation? Like, when did this start happening? Why wasn't a conversation before she decided, you're not my person, I'm falling out of love. So when he's saying, if it's space, I could have given you space. If it was this, I could have given you that. But I feel like what was missing is she wasn't able to articulate as things were happening that maybe her feelings were starting to change. Or is it possible that when we feel really overwhelmed and unable to communicate what's really going on for us, our first instinct for some of us is just like, not a fit, I have to go. Instead of saying, these are the three things that might be deal breakers for me. 
Like I am really not able to work with these three parts of our relationship. Is that a conversation that we can have? Are there solutions? Although, I mean, the one piece that there really isn't a conversation to be had ever is if somebody feels like I love you, I'm not in love with you, or you're not my person, like I'm not feeling it. So you can't really argue with that. Yeah. And this is where age comes into it for me. And not to say that people in their 20s can't be mature and know themselves really well. But I'll tell you, as someone who's not in my 20s anymore, that's very hard to do. And Talia, since you've aged 30 years mm-hmm. since since last week. I'm 76. You are so... <laughs> I'm going to be younger than you just for the week. Um, oh, that's wonderful. But I'll tell you, I mean, I think that's one of the things. I just don't think we know ourselves at that point. Like, I sometimes look back at previous relationships and I'm like, would that work now? And I maybe have one of those where I'm like, if we'd have met later, maybe it would have worked differently. But mm-hmm. I'm also at a different phase in my life where... That sort of commitment is not on my priority list. I'd rather commit to my practice and my kids and travel and, you know, taking care of my own kind of bucket list at my age. So, you know, the swimming and the piano lessons that I've referenced before. So I, I find myself thinking, I agree with you, Talia, but I, I, I wonder, I wonder if this is developmental and if there's something about being in your 20s where you don't necessarily know what your deal breakers are. I'll tell you, if I, if I did date somebody at this point, I would know pretty quickly Like, does this person fit into my life? And what that means is listening to yourself. It means really like, is this person giving me what I need? Does this person make me feel comforted, trust, trusted? Do I feel that connection? Am I physically and emotionally feeling the chemistry at a high level with, with this person? And for whatever reason, sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. And you can grow out of those things. You know, I always tell people, I wish we could do 10 year marriage contracts. Like any marriage lasted for 10 years. I've oftentimes like, I think at least twice. Yeah. Do we renew? Do like every 10 years we have a business meeting about like, how are we feeling? Maybe with a mediator. Yeah. Maybe with a mediator. Because what happens is if we're coasting in our relationships and we are just ships in the night, not having these really beautiful conversations about what's working, what's not working, what's missing for us, what used to be there, but now isn't because what happens, right? I say it a million times, we start leaking our ugly at about five months, which basically is the same thing as like our teeter totter. When we start out a relationship, we are all in we i mean my husband who as you know is i i actually still adore him for reals i adore him as well i know i know he's our husband um but he i mean i can't even tell you that courtship process in our 20s he would come over at like 11 o'clock at night after grad school, after writing papers, after working, and he would shovel my mom's driveway. And he would make me a snowman. And he would, it was really cute. And he would buy me a cup of coffee and show up before I left for the bus. And 
he would drive me to school. I mean, on and on, all of these like above and beyond gestures. And like when I come to your house and he always makes me a gin and tonic and it's oh yes flawless. And I swear it just tastes good to have somebody else make it, but that works no, for me. It's so true. Oh, yeah. that. but maybe that means that you guys are still in the honeymoon stage. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm trying to woo so him a little bit. It's, he it's working okay. He is still fabulous and loving and right. but but yep. that level of above and beyond effort that time that driving you places and picking you up and bringing you coffee life gets busy people fatigue and usually it is at that like four or five month period that even if you're not leaking you're ugly you're just kind of settling back down to your baseline of what is a sustainable level of energy that you can put into your relationship. So if, say, you go five years or 10 or 15 or 20 or even a year without having a conversation about, do you know what I really miss? I really miss when you used to do this for me or I really miss when we used to be really spontaneous in this way. Yep or whatever it is from that very beginning four or five months when we were our very best, most motivated courting selves. Those are the conversations that keep a relationship as fresh and as committed, I think. That's why I, you know, going back to the 10 year, and then I want to get back to Brian uh, specifically, but, you know, back to the 10 year idea, what I like about it is it, you know, if you're really still invested in making it work, do whatever you need to do to keep that relationship alive and keep the communication going and keep your sex life active and keep your sex life exciting and make sure you're checking in with that person and make those efforts to move toward them instead of away from them when there's issues going on in your relationship. So I like the idea because you either like push forward in a really exciting way and you're reminded, I better take care of this relationship because I think people get really lazy. I hate that word, by the way. People get really- Yeah, uh, it's coasting. It's like you're yeah, just I don't, coasting. I don't love or that. I think we should, go ahead. That you're just not watering the flowers. You're not watering your garden. So it's right. just getting really, really dry. Watering the garden, garden, putting money in the bank, however we want That's to say right. it. But That's right. But Brian, right. back to your specific question. Mm. You know, I think the reality is, you know, I again, I, I applaud your your significant other for being honest about where she's at. And I think the best thing you can do is listen to her. Let her know how you feel. Ask any questions that might be helpful. But I think at some point the grieving process for you will be starting and it, and it will be about letting go. And, you know, not to get so proverbial about this, but if you love something, let it free. Right. That's and true. I, You've got to love with an open hand. And maybe it is that you are my person and I wish you the best of luck and reach out should things change for you. You know, and there are people that try to be friends with people after a breakup. I think that's very complicated. I'm not a big proponent of, you know, pushing that too quickly, but because I think it really requires trust and really good communication. But if you're not on the same page, having a friendship is hard. So relationships are tough. Brian, I wish you the best, but I appreciate you writing in. And I also think that the big important part is that you not lose yourself and that you not be afraid to let her know how you feel as well.
And I was, I was going to add on that at least like what I'm experiencing through the ups and the downs and the breakups has been me kind of overthinking and going back to the breakup and just being like, well, maybe if he only understood this, or maybe if he had asked that, or maybe if I had offered this, or maybe sure. if this, or maybe if that. That bargaining phase of grief is what that's yes. called. Yes. Right? And so what I'm realizing is that that is a part of grief, and that maybe, even if you can't fix what was a really beautiful five-year relationship, maybe that bargaining piece can help inform when we move forward what sure. are the pieces that we have learned that can help us in the next relationships to just make sure that we have our finger on the pulse of maybe how our partner is feeling if they are overwhelmed asking them to talk to us about what's going on for them so that we can actually have that conversation before everything blows up if we didn't see it coming. Do you think we have time for one more mailbag? I don't. All right. I think we're good for today. Well, then that is our first solo episode. It is. We love you guys. I really hope we all know that we can go through hard things. So anyway. Well, and if you didn't, I just told you. <laughs> Please. See right. you next Tuesday. See you then.